Welcome to our podcast, Good Parent, Bad Parent, where we will discuss undiscussable things that society tells us is wrong. There will be laughs along the way, but I do feel it is necessary to give a small disclaimer to say if you are easily offended, if you like to pretend that real life doesn't happen, then please turn away now. This show is not for you. With that being said, here are your hosts, Tayas and Lee. Welcome, everyone. This is episode two of Good Parent and Bad Parent. I have to say a few things first. I'm a little bit under the weather, so I apologize if you hear me coughing and hacking up a lung. Um, so you just have to deal with it. Uh, we've also changed a few of our names. Myself, I'm going to go ahead and go by Tayas this week. Uh, my wife is no longer going by Bob. She's going to go by Marie. <laughs> we still have our stylist with us today and a new friend, uh, Rusty. So we're going to cover a few topics today. Uh, they're going to be some serious and some funny, but uh, let's get to it. So... Uh, the first one that we wanted to discuss today was how to get, I'm sorry, yes, how to get kids to eat things they don't like. So, as far as our son, the kid is like a trash compactor, so he never really had that issue, did we, babe? No. Yeah. I mean, he put away anything. Pretty much. Yeah, he threw a vegetable that most kids don't like, like broccoli, cauliflower, or peas, or whatever. He, oh, wow. He asparagus. Tore asparagus. Uh, I mean, tomatoes, for Christ's sakes. He eats tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, just like they're fucking grapes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know those, like, those little containers that you see at the grocery store, like little packages of grapes? Tear them up. That's all he'll eat. Olives. Fried crickets. Fried crickets. Yeah, well, that's my dad's side side of of the family. Mexico. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's one thing about, um, you know, our thing, too, is, you know, it's just he eats weird things. Like, he'll eat olives and stuff like that. Yeah. But you put a piece of broccoli in front of him, he doesn't want to have any part. So you're, I'm like, and he wants olives on his pizza. Now, do you, you think know? it might be like a visual thing? I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, we made a ham sandwich today for him, and he was just like, oh, I don't want a sandwich. And I love sandwiches. Yeah. I don't understand it. Do you guys ever yeah. ask him what he wants, though? We do. Yeah, we okay. do. See, we, we, definitely we do. make the mistake of asking our kids what they want. That's yeah. that's our problem. Yeah. Well, and when he complained this morning about the sandwich, I was like, well, I guess you can have a double sandwich then. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Go hungry. Exactly. <laughs> guess you ain't hungry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Part, part of our thing is if we make you something and you don't eat it, you go hungry. Yeah, exactly. Or if you don't eat it, it's going to be in the fridge mm-hmm. for whenever you get hungry. It's going to be right there for mm-hmm. you. I agree. Our oldest daughter is a visual eater. Yeah. Okay. If she doesn't like the way it looks, she doesn't even want to try it. She has it in her mind that it's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I try to get, I I like to get them to try exotic stuff. You know, I like to try like crawfish, you know, this little creature from, you know, the bottom of a river. You know, obviously (laughs) it looks disgusting, but it's fucking delicious. Oysters. Looks like a big glob of snot. Mm -hmm. Of course she's not going to want to try that, but, you know, she just doesn't want to want to give it a try so it's kind of it's kind of frustrating sometimes she did finally try crawfish though did she yeah when was that chinese food place oh that's right that's right i forgot gabriel popped on his plate of crawfish and mm-hmm. she tried a couple that's right kid can eat his weight in crawfish oh yeah wow yeah easily yeah he's uh he's he's always been pretty adventurous with trying new stuff yeah well we, we're the same way with fish and i don't think she's ever eaten <laughs> you're fine you you're, fine. You can you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. All right, the stylist. She's never really been big into fish, but uh, no, we we took the kids to a crawfish place before, mm-hmm. and you know we had them try it. I had to teach her how to rip the tails yeah, off yeah. and everything else, and uh, they 
was thing one. Okay. <laughs> You're right. You're, <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> she wanted to get into it. Uh, thing two really wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, he just, he's not into that. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, thing one, she's really into cooking and everything else. She uh-huh. wants to try everything. Yeah. And we've been watching a few cooking shows and stuff like that that she really wants to get into. That's awesome. And we did uh, seafood the other day watching it on TV. <laughs> and so she was really into that. That's awesome. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, we encourage her to cook as much as possible. Oh, good. <laughs> There's a cooking show that you guys check out uh-huh. since, you know, being adventurous and everything else right. called Ugly Delicious. It's on Netflix. Ugly uh, Delicious. Okay. Yes. Definitely. Is there like a major host that hosts yeah. it? Yes. yes. There's uh, several chefs uh, around town that own restaurants and things like that. Oh, but cool. They go check out exotic places and different ways to make Marissa pizza, like uh, different ways to make seafood. You know, it's all kinds of different things like that. Pizza. And I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's it's really interesting. That's cool. And, and they do it differently than, you know, your traditional methods. It's right. Ugly Delicious. And, ugly delicious. and the guy that's the main host, he's got a mouth on it, just like you. Oh, really? <laughs> he's, just, he's like, what the fuck? What that's the funny. He's like, no. That's funny. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, fish. That's that's the one thing the girls won't, they don't eat. What do they put they ketchup on fish. That's a tough one. It's, it's, it's a very tough one because, you know, we, we tend to eat a bit of fish. Yeah. Um, it's mostly salmon. Salmon. Salmon, Um, yeah. So, and I mean, we dress it up. I mean, we've gone through, like, I'll bake it in the oven with lime and fresh dill Mm -hmm. and comes out great. Yeah. They 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 look at it and they're like, "Mm mm-mm. It's just the sliminess, the texture, you know, it's... My experience, you wrap it up salmon in a taco, you got fish tacos. That's as right. As long as you don't tell them it's a fish taco. That's true. But you got a corn tortilla. You're right. And you put it in there with some fresh pico or the lime, like you said. <laughs> and you... Well, what, are, what happens if y'all, have y'all ever experienced the times where you go out to eat and you buy them something or order them something to eat and they just barely take any bite out of it. Yeah. The That's issues, annoying. The issues that we've had when we go out is, again, we ask them what they want versus telling them what they're going to eat. Because if I ask Gabriel what he wants, he's going to be sitting there looking at the menu for hours. And then I'm getting pissed off. Like, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm ready to fucking eat, man. You know, let's, let's, let's wrap know this shit up. Right. Know let's wrap this shit talking. up. Let's wrap the this shit up. The waiter or waitress is getting mad. And then finally, you know, I'm bugging him about it. It's like, hey, pick something I'm going to pick something for you. So now he's in panic mode. He's like, uh, I don't know what I want. Okay, well, I'm ordering for you. And usually it's something he doesn't want. Or he's upset because he didn't get to choose it. So in his mind, it could be... In his mind, it's not going to be good because I didn't pick it. It could be the best thing in the world. It could be the best thing in the world. Well, even if they um, picked it out, they barely even eat there's, it. There's that too. It's, it's actually, it's always picking with him. With the girls, though, they know what they want. They're going to eat it. They're not going to waste any food. They're going to put it away. More mature. So, do you guys know where you're going to go before you go? I mean, you just, you're going to a restaurant. You know where you're going to go. Sometimes, not always. Like usually, okay. like usually, we try to. <coughs> usually, it's me and Chantel picking where we go. Sometimes she has a hankering for Chinese food, and I know that if we all do Chinese food, it's going to have to be the buffet place because I don't like Panda Express. Everyone else in the house loves Panda except me. I don't like it. So, if we're going to have Chinese food, we're going to go to the buffet that we all like. And everyone gets whatever they want because they have a shitload of selection there. So, everyone's happy. But as far as, like, other restaurants, that's where we have the problems because 
Gabriel orders something and he'll eat, pick on it, or I have to pick something for him and then he's it's not what he wanted, and then he picks on it. The girls never an issue. Wherever we go, it's never been an issue. Yeah. For them. Well, going back to what you were saying as far as, you know, waiting for your kid to make a selection. Right. uh, Something that I've learned, if you're going to a a specialty restaurant or something, you know, outside of McDonald's or whatever else, you know, because they know what they want when they go there. Exactly. Is I'll pull up the menu on my phone. Yep. And I'll I'll make the selection before we go. I'm like, "What what are you in the mood for? Right. And... They pick it out, so as soon as we get there, we know what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've tried that a few times. Problem um, with our son, though, is that he'll want something when we leave the house, and then by the time we get there, he doesn't want it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's usually kind of a that's usually kind of a no go. So we try to avoid going to eat out a lot of the times. But then you have the problem, you know, because we meal prep, so we a lot of our meals have been sitting in the fridge most of you know for about four days. So when they finally get to it, they're like. Ugh. It's not what I wanted. I'm like, it's not what I wanted either, but it's food and it's there. So just heat it up and just tough it out. Well, you that's, know. that's what the stylist says all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's ready to go with food prep. Yeah. She knows what she's doing there. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's, it's yeah, it's, food is, it's really hit and miss with just our son. It's never really been an issue with the girls because they'll they'll wing it like if there's nothing here at the house they'll go through the pantry like we can make something happen here we'll, we'll right. make something you know like, well, they're, got a box of macaroni got some hot dogs that's yeah right. that's what thing one does all the time i mean she can whip <coughs> up anything and that's I awesome love the fact that she wants to do that and she'll eat anything too that's good that's you good. know thing too is picky we only have one that cooks though so yeah well the, i think the reason why is because the other one burnt herself uh, making, making ramen, ramen one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, second degree burn yeah. on her hand. Mm-hmm. She spilt it. That's and I'm since saying. then, she won't cook. Really? Yeah. What are you saying? Was that the mustard? That was the mustard. That, that was the mustard, mustard incident. incident. From yes. episode, episode one, From we, episode discussed, one. <laughs> we discussed the mustard <laughs> incident. Yeah. Thing one's like that, too. I mean, she, she'll sit there, and she's short, so it's hard for her to get up to the grill. Yep. And if she's frying something or anything <clears> else, and it splashes on her, it freaks her out a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, you know, we try to tell her, just like when I tell my son, if you fall down riding your bike, you know, I mean, you're going to get hurt. You're going to. You're you're going to. Yeah. And I don't want that to discourage her. Right. Exactly. One thing we've done, though, with Marissa, because she was real nervous. She loves eating bacon, but she's always nervous about cooking it. So I told her, I was like, well, your best option is it may be a little warm in the house, but throw a long sleeve shirt on. It's not going to splash your arms. It'll get on your clothes. That's a good idea. I was like, it'll it'll splash your hands a little bit, but you know, and if you're that one. nervous about it, throw throw some long sleeves on. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever seen a good chef that doesn't have burns on yeah. their arms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or knife cuts on their fingers or yeah. somewhere, right? Exactly. Or a little bit of weight. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the rattle, guys. I had to make sure that our phone was still recording. Here, give us a second. All right. Yeah, we're still good. Okay. Yeah, I actually told her to use like we have these like little they like little claw mitts, oh, but they have like yeah. rubber like heat tempered mm-hmm. on the inside. So, so we'll just get the tongs, long sleeve shirt, and just make some bacon. It's like know? a hazmat. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That, well, that's what I've told thing one. I'm just like you know you have to have the right tools for the job. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter what you're doing if you're cooking or if you're you know in construction or whatever, and like you just need the right tools and can make it work exactly but there's gonna be a little pain that comes with it oh, sometimes yeah. you're gonna get hurt and it's a struggle but mm-hmm. she loves taking care of her mom and brother for sure <laughs> do you guys ever have to 
dress up the food that they don't like because like i was like we were discussing earlier before we recorded this our girls have to put ketchup on everything right and it's and it's not that they put it on everything it's the amount that they use that really gets to me because it's like it's basically sugar i mean ketchup is just sugar so i'm trying to we're i mean as parents we're trying to make sure trying to wean them off so much shit that they intake so when i see them like big mound of glob of ketchup for just like three broccoli stalks. I'm like, it's a bit redundant. It's a bit excessive. So we actually had to stop using ketchup. We don't buy it. We don't buy it anymore. We have to, we have to, we can't keep it in the house because it gets, it gets eaten like in a matter of days. Well, at that point you're not eating healthy. Yeah, exactly. No, you're eating sugar. I've seen that with a lot, actually with adults where it's like, Oh, it's salad. It's healthy. But if it looks like a volcano, yeah, if it's swimming and dressing, it's not a salad. Right. Yeah. Right. With chips and yeah. you know, with whatever else. It's like, really? That yeah. where's the salad? I don't see I mean, anything I'm not, left. I'm not preaching yeah. to be like a health guru, but it's like, cause I eat shit myself, but it's like, that's a bit much for my child to eat. That's too much sugar. Right. Well, have you ever tried to, there's a lot of vinegar in ketchup. Yeah. So moving like to pickles or apple cider vinegar and or cooking with that to maybe wean them off the ketchup. I, I don't know. I never really I, thought about it. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But back to your original question uh-huh. of do you have to dress up your food? Not really. Not not so much. No, we, we never really do. We want it to look pretty. We're trying to teach thing one how to make it look pretty. Right. Because she, that's what yeah. she wants Besides to do. That's good. But, but we don't do it at home. Right, you know, no have you don't have to. I'm sorry, as, as far as them having to, like, eat stuff that they don't like to eat. Oh, um, that's what I meant. The only thing too was sometimes you will eat vegetables like green beans. I'm like, gotta eat your green beans for sure. Yeah, but we don't really dress it mm-hmm. enough. But I give them a small portion so they can dip it and eat it. No, I just give them plain green beans. Like oh, just a, a plain, but a small mm-hmm. portion of it. A but as long portion. as they're getting their greens, yeah. 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 Gotcha. So. Cool. I know, uh, I don't know if y'all ever had this issue. I know uh, when the our oldest, she was about maybe two and a half. And she's our weird eater. She, she She's our visual eater. She doesn't like the way things look. She won't eat it. Brownies. Oh, my God. We had to force her. To try a brownie when she was like two and a half, it's chocolate. We were what basically kid we, were, like we were basically doing child abuse on our kid because she would eat it. I, 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 kid, I kid you not. I kid you not. We were. This is at our. She old, was crying and we stuck it in her mouth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she we, grabbed we, her. She grabbed her, opened her mouth and shoved the brownie in her mouth. You're like you're gonna this. like you're, you're gonna, gonna eat this exactly. You're gonna love this. But this was her. This was her reaction. She's crying. Mit you. She's still crying. And then just the light went off in her head, like, "Oh, this isn't bad. This is really yeah, it's good. a brownie. It's a fucking brownie. Yeah, yeah. It Who was like brownies. It was, it was a crazy brownies. moment. It was a crazy moment. It was so ridiculous. Oh. So now she loves brownies. Yeah. I don't now there's she... some days I wish I hadn't have done that because she loves them a little too much. A little too much. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with liking chocolate. That's right. Nothing exactly. wrong. Exactly, especially for girls. The thing one, she comes, she'll bring me a treat all the time. She's like, I got you a chocolate bar. I'm like, and she knows I love Reese's. Oh yeah, oh, that's my that's my go-to chocolate nice. right there. Nice chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> it is the best. That's All right, his favorite. Oh, I love yeah chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, it's my favorite combination. All right, so let's move on to the next topic. Um, let's do thoughts on when it's okay to leave your kids at home. Now I know your kids are a little young, so you mm-hmm. probably don't have. Well, you might have something to say on this, but I know for us, 
she had an issue with it. We do it now. But I know when we first started it, we had an issue with it. And then family had an issue with it. And then it just became this, just this big dramatic thing. Recently? Every, no, it was, no, it was probably about six 11. months. It was probably, was it? No, no. Well, they weren't 11. They were 12. It was right before they turned 12. Oh. So uh, like, essentially they were 12. So basically. It was like this... within a month before they turned 12. <laughs> so it was, a, it was strictly selfish on our part. I'm not going to lie. We, hey, hey, we, we wanted just, to go we just out. Did it. We just did it. Yeah. Two days ago. But we had a babysitter. Oh, you had a babysitter, right? Okay. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I understand I what you're saying. But it's this self- is that's yeah, it was, without it was a completely selfish. Yeah. At that time, for us, it was completely selfish, and we were at the house, and we hadn't gone out in weeks, and we were like, "We need a fucking break. These kids are driving us crazy. We need a drink," and we didn't have any beer at the house, and I didn't feel like leaving the house. But the only way I was going to leave was with her, and we were going to go to the fucking bar. And yeah. we were gone for all of like At maybe that an first hour time and a half. we were only gone for an hour right. for an hour and a half, and we had this long conversation with the kids. Like, girls, are you guys comfortable staying at home with Gabriel? You know, for about an hour, an hour and a half. They're like, yeah, we'll be all right. It's like, are you sure? It's like you have your tablets. You can contact us. You can still reach us. If there's any problems, just send us a message. We'll come right back. And not to mention, we were like less than a mile from We weren't that far. We were at the local bar that we usually go to. Oh. Yeah. So, well, so stylist and I, I mean, we're not there yet with yeah. our kids because of the age. They're still, yeah. They're yeah, still yeah. That, they're, That's a conversation a that we've, we've talked about a little bit and even uh, Thing One's own father, because mm-hmm. I'm the stepdad, but mm-hmm. we've talked about getting her a phone. Yeah. And probably wouldn't do it until she had a phone. Right, you know, yeah, and and watching her brother is, well, she she would probably kill him. Yeah, see, and that's <laughs> and, what we were concerned. That's what we were concerned you know, about with the girls too, because, um, they get they fight with them. They fight with them all the time. They yeah. egg them, and you know they're they're the adults in the in the house when we're not around, and they tell them what to do. And you know, Gabriel, he's fucking defiant as hell. He's like, mm-hmm. you're not going to tell me to do shit when mom and dad ain't here. You're not going to tell me nothing. Well, when I was uh, when I was seven, mm-hmm. uh, that was the first time I stayed at home. But I didn't have a, a brother at the time. But I was home alone, and my parents were okay with it. But nowadays, it's just so much different. It's very mm-hmm. different. Yes, yeah. and, and when I have to ask, you know, thing one to watch thing two. I, yeah. I mean, you can just hear them in the other room when we're at home. Yeah. And I have a feeling that they might at kill home. each other. Right. Yeah. When you're at <laughs> home. Yeah. Yeah. God, let alone when you're not at home. Jeez. And that's what I was afraid of. She was afraid just because, oh my God, my babies are home by themselves kind of thing. We Me, I was just like, we're going to come home and we're going to have one less mouth to feed. I had a long <laughs> spiel before we left the house that first night and I was like, the dogs have already been outside. They don't need to go outside before we leave or before we get home. Both doors are locked. At the time, we had a chain on both the front and the back door. I was like, both the chains are on. We will let you know when we pull up so that you can take the chain off the door. Yeah. And we'll unlock the door. But I, I think, was like, but everything yeah. needs to be locked down and you do not open a door. Yeah. I think you have to start prepping your kids, though. You really for, do. For really independence. Do. I mean, you, and depending on what age they are, that's... That's a judgment call for each individual. You know, it's good that you said that about being independent because, like, I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm 39 years old, but I remember growing up in a time where I was out all day in the summer. From the time the sun came up to the time the sun went down, the streetlights came on, I was home. But I was 
gone all day without any adult supervision. That's no exactly one knew where you were. No one exactly. knew where I was. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have a pager. I didn't have anything. Nope. So it was like, at any time of that day, for several days, for several years, I could have been abducted and no one would have fucking known. Right. Yeah, but it was. But you're right. It was a different time. But I think you should really prepare your kids because mom and dad aren't always going to be there. You got to make sure that you can handle yourself in a situation like that. Yeah, it's a simple, stupid situation, but it's still by yourself. You know. Exactly. Um, I so you grew up in the city. I grew up in the country. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. Yeah. So there was very few street fights, but mm-hmm. my real dad would play the trumpet. If you did not hear that trumpet. Wow. Your butt is on. You were too far. You were too far, but they we were we were gone. We would ride our bikes. We would be miles away, and this is out in the country, BSE. <laughs> so we no one would know where we were at. Right. It was so. the same for me, but it was more. It wasn't like it was you know suburb. Um, I don't know if you know where like Haltom City, North Ocean Hills yes. kind of area is, but it it was that area. So you know. We constantly going down to the gas station, riding the neighborhoods, visiting different friends that lived in the neighborhood. You know, nobody knew where we were at. Right. And, I mean, this one over here, he would go, like, I mean, he oh. grew up in, down the road, and he would go all the way to Fort Worth on his bike. Yeah, I found out recently. My mom didn't know that. It was uh, a few months ago. I can't remember how long ago. We were having a discussion with friends and stuff, and she was around, and we were talking about... How, you know, I'd always spend, you know, being gone for so long, so many hours of the day. And I was like, yeah, I remember, like, riding from the house on my bicycle with friends to Fort Worth. She's like, huh, that's news. I'm like, I'm still alive. So, I mean, you ain't got to worry. She's like, well, what if something happened to you? I'm like, it didn't. didn't." (laughs) You know? But she was so surprised by it. It was funny. My mom used to say the same thing. And I told her some of the stories when I was a kid and where I went and everything else. She's like, are you serious? Like, I was like, why are you surprised I'm, now? I'm like, come on. You know, I mean, I, mean, I lived. I'm, right. I'm still here. Right, right. exactly. Come on. Exactly. My but dad, it's... on the other hand, he he was just like, hey, as long as you're home when that street light comes on, you're good. But let me ask you this. When your kids get old and they're about to your age and they hear something, you hear something like that, you're like, you'd, you'd act the same way, though. Because yeah, I know yeah. I would. Well, I know yeah. I would. Okay, well, I, yeah. I treat my son the same way that my dad treated me. Right. I mean, I, he gets the same discipline, you know, the yeah. same thing. And, you know, if he's playing in the front yard or anything else, you know, he wants to ride his bike. I'm like, you stay within these two perimeters. That's right. Because, right. I mean, he's only five. Yeah. You know, so I got it. But I can't even imagine him taking off and going like I did. Oh, when no. I was a kid. No, I can't. I can't. I, I can't. And especially now, it's, it would scare no, the shit no, out of me. Yeah. No. Well, would... like for ours, at my daughter's age, I was off riding the neighborhood with my friends, doing whatever. They don't, they, I, we don't allow them to ride their bike on the street, on this street. I don't, I, um, I believe People you. fly down our road all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't, we don't let them. So it's like, if they're going to go ride their bike, they have to down the sidewalk, take to the cul-de-sac. Cause I mean, you can't fly through a cul-de-sac. You yeah. really can't. You're going to wreck. So, you know, that's about the extent of their bike riding. They're allowed to ride in a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. But typically we're with them because, again, we don't necessarily like our street. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad sometimes. And sometimes, like, they have their independency, but at times, you know, they're a little sheltered, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, we we say, you know, as far as, like, leaving them at home and stuff, 
you know, we're trying to let them have their independence, but they really don't at times. You know, I see it, you know, every now and then. They're they're pretty street smart because they have us, you know, as parents. Right. But as far as like So y'all are street. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Exactly. Yeah, totally street. Totally street. <laughs> but uh as far as like, you know, just letting them go around the block, they don't really necessarily haven't asked us to, but I don't know if I'd be okay with it because I'm not saying it's a bad neighborhood, but it's not a great neighborhood either. Right. You know, it wasn't like my neighborhood growing up. I mean, again, mine wasn't like white picket fences, you know, but it wasn't bad either. It wasn't ghetto. But it is a little now. It is a little now. Yeah, my parents' <laughs> neighborhood's a little ghetto now. But um hey, I, I don't grew, know. I just I, I grew up right down the street on Kelly Terrace. No, oh, nice. Park Row. Nice. Yeah. I, but at that time, you know, I mean, that was in the early 80s. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, it was different. So it was a lot different. Completely then. different. Completely different. Yeah, it's like I just, I I guess maybe I'm clinging on a little too hard at times. It's like, mm-hmm. no, hey, Dad, I, can I go ride my skateboard down the road? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to let you. I mean, I want you to. I well, want you to experience that. You want your te- you, uh, teach your kids to be responsible and how to do it. You know, watch for traffic. You know, watch for people. But I but, mean, but how are they going to learn that? Unless you let them do it. Unless you let it. That's exactly right. Exactly. So it's like I think eventually, I think this year is going to be the year that I'm just going to be like, you know what? Let's uh, let's see how this works. You know, it's hard to let go. It is. It's it's really hard. It's It's, really hard. And I didn't realize how hard it was going to be until you know the kids are like getting older now and like teenagers, and I'm like, fuck, you guys don't know shit. You guys need to get the fuck out of here, man. Learn some shit. And when you you shelter them like this, that's how, and excuse the ladies in the room, but that's how our kids are becoming pussies. Yeah, exactly. You know, they need to get out there and they need to learn shit on their own. Now, obviously, we don't want them to get abducted or anything like that, but they need to learn what it's like out there. And it's a lot different than when you and I were growing up. Exactly. On sort of a similar note of leaving them home, what are your thoughts about them spending the night at other people's houses? Friends. <laughs> Raise your hand. Well, I I still have a hard time with it. We we just recently did it, so she I mean she volunteered. She said it was okay. And usually I just do it like a few hours. <clears throat> but she wanted to me to have a break and sleep in and whatnot. I'm mm-hmm. going. What's sleeping in? I don't. I don't know what that. Yeah. What was Let that? me pull out the dictionary and see what that means. You actually. mean I don't hear you guys arguing in the morning? Is that what that means? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But she, you know, she did, and everything was good. And I still have an issue with it because you know it's my responsibility to be with them, and not someone else's. And exactly. I still felt selfish of going out and I'm sitting there texting pretty much half the time like is everything okay she's like they're still alive they are still alive we were like that when we first left the house too we in regards to spending the night other places I can count on one hand the girls are 13 years old I can count on one hand how many places outside of family that they have stayed the night and even then it wasn't some random school friend because I still like they're 13 years old and I'm still not comfortable with them just spending Mm -hmm. the night at some random friend's house. I'm like, I don't know that friend. I don't know their family. I me meeting them and saying, Hey, how you doing? Isn't going to be enough for me. 
See, so right. see, for me, along the lines that we were discussing earlier about how how are they going to learn, you know, to cross the street, you know, unless you let them cross the street on their own. <clears throat> for me, spending the night, I've never had an issue with it. You want to go to someone's house? Go to someone's house. It doesn't bother. It no. Yes and no. Yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. Here's some sugar. You watch it. Yeah. Here's some ketchup. You watch it now. Yeah. But uh, as far as like them spending the night, never had a problem with it. Never been an issue. She's always fought me tooth and nail about it, and I respect her. I mean, she's she's a concerned mother, so it's like you know what? I'm not going to get in an argument with my wife if she doesn't feel comfortable letting our kids spend the night with someone. But. In order for them to learn these experiences, they need to do them. So she's trying to let them go in that aspect, and I'm having a hard time letting them go as far as the neighborhood. Well, you're a dad. Yeah. I'm a dad. Yeah. All right. So we, they're moms. Yeah. Okay. So they're not going to let go of their kids. Oh, no. As, yeah. as easily as we would. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, but I'm, I'm in the same regard, though. I, I mean, I. I don't want to call somebody and ask them to watch my kids so I can go do something. I really don't. Normally, when my kids are babysitted, it's because my mom or somebody wants to spend time with them and will take them. Yep. You know, but I'm getting to that point where I'm getting selfish too. Yeah. And I'm like, her and I need to get out of the house. I need to get out of the yeah. house. You know, but I always feel guilty when I ask somebody to watch my kid. See, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. It's like... I, I don't, the only one that I know I can ask is always my mother because she'll never say no to Gabriel. Sure. Gabriel's her firstborn, first grandchild. Mm-hmm. Same know, the girls are, they're adopted grandchildren to her. You know, they're, they're, they're her grandchildren. But as far as the first blood Toledo, that's her, that's her grandson. She she'll never good. say no. So when the girls go to their dad's, he always goes to my mother's. And I feel it's only fair because. We drive him crazy, and he drives us crazy. So mm-hmm. it's a shitty weekend for all of us. Versus him going on yeah. others, he has a great time. He goes to like parties. He goes to pool parties. Anything that they do, they go hiking. He, they go hiking. They do fun stuff. Yeah. So he has a good time. I don't know what kind of time that the girls have, but they have their dad time with with him. That's and good thing. my son has his grandma time, and he loves it. So it works out. And those weekends is our time. We go out, and that's and we look forward to those weekends. Now, if my mother wasn't around, we would make compromises. You know, we'd like watch. We Gable. usually go somewhere. We usually go but to I'm a like movie you. or something. Yeah, but I'm like you. I would never ask a friend, "Hey, because I want to get it's, fucked up. Would you watch my kid?" It's 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 I a would hard. Never. It's a hard thing for a dad to stomach <coughs> to ask him, and you know, you want to go out and get fucked. Yeah, up. you're like I'm, I want to go out. Yeah, this is my. But as especially as a dad, um, and between. Between our situation and everything else, you right. know, we have to do things together. Yeah. You know, we definitely have to. And when it's my time, that's my time. Exactly. You know, and I don't want to compromise that. But no. occasionally, I have to. <laughs> and, and for the stylist here, right. <laughs> she knows the burden better than anybody. Because, yes. you know, sometimes she's alone with two kids. No, no. You have anything to say? Well, yeah, uh, no, I still don't feel. Con- no, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. She can't. Well, no. they're at a, they're at a different age though. Like the girl, like what would you say if you're if she was about thirteen years old, like the girl's age? I don't know. Like like high school, like a junior high friends and stuff wanting maybe. to hang out. It just depends on the maturity level of her. Or what about maybe if they wanted to go to like the mall or like say uh, 
or say uh, like uh, what's that place that we went to the video game place oh free play free play yeah something like that what if they wanted to do something like that I don't know like them by themselves no parents around you pay their admission you drop off your kid and you're done for at least about a couple hours <sighs> I, I, I don't know I don't know if I would let her do that yeah. You don't have a problem. You I, have a problem with it. Yeah, oh, okay. I probably would. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she's not I, that. Eight. I mean, she's only eight. Yeah, years she's old. young. Yeah, but yeah, at getting about thirteen years old, I think she's gonna have a little bit of freedom, and she's super intelligent and independent. Yeah, so I think she could probably do it. That can change when she turns into a teenager. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I mean, then well. I've seen her. I've seen her sass come out every now and then. It gets worse. It gets so much worse. The girls. It's Thanks it's for the heads up. yeah. It's it's almost vindictive. You know, like I like, think she's going to be harder on her mom. Oh yeah. Than without a doubt. Else. Without a doubt. So yeah. flip the other flip. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Flip the other script. Uh huh. Our parents went out. Okay. Yeah. I want, okay. So that was a different time then. I'll, I'll let you tell your story. But I guarantee you mine was completely different from yours. Okay. Okay, but go ahead. My parents went out. Yeah. But we we were mainly all together. Mm-hmm. So, but usually, yeah, there's been a couple times. I mean, I lived out in the country, so mm-hmm. they left us alone. And I was about seven or eight years old. Yep. So there was those times. Yep. And then I would go to a friend's house around that age as well, or people that they've known that I had no idea who they were. I'm like, hi. Okay, at the house, yeah, yeah. or just go into their house or okay. whatever. But yeah. and they yeah. they bring you along, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's yeah. exactly how my family did it. Yeah, I mean, we we didn't. My parents went out occasionally, but um, we went to other people's houses, yeah. and the kids came along. Mm-hmm. You know, See, I mean, and my parents drank their asses off. I think it's. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. It. I think parents have changed over the years because it, they've been, they've definitely been more conservative. They've been, they're they're a little bit uptight nowadays, but along those lines, my parents. I remember growing up and there being a house party every fucking weekend. Yep. Same with me. like just nothing but wall to wall drunk people mm-hmm. dancing in the middle of the living room, you know, just going crazy. I remember having to come in, you know, like after hanging out all day with my friends, you know, coming into the house. There's cars parked up and down the street. And I'm like, who's having a party? Oh, of course my parents are having a party. <laughs> Walk in. I have to greet everyone at the at the party. Of course. You know, shake their hand. People are trying to hand me beers. My dad trying to intercept them, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and and I was like, go to my mom. Like, hey, Julio, how are you doing? I'm, like, I'm good. I just got home. Okay, well, just uh, hang out or go to your room. I don't really care. Well, who's in my room? Because... The door shut. Oh, yeah, those are probably other kids. I'm like, okay, so I really can't go to my room then. So <laughs> I would have to like mingle with these adults and just, and people just. That's exactly how crazy. I grew up, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, All the, and if it wasn't at the house, it was always at someone else's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about you? Did you, were you growing up, did it, did you, as far as like, um, what were we discussing? What was the topic? Like going out and then as, as your, pa- your parents, you know, um. how were they growing up? As far as like going out, leaving you at home, home. Honestly, leaving you at home, just, or honestly, we just spent a lot of time at freaking home. At home, um, no people came over. Uh, every night, like on a, crazy as it sounds, like they would have people over every now and then, but it was usually my grandparents that came over, and my uh, before my grandfather passed away, uh, I guess I was about eleven. Um, 
before he passed away, my grandmother and my grandpa would always come over and they would play dominoes all freaking night. Your mom's side? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they would play dominoes all night. My grandfather loved playing dominoes. 42. Yeah. That, that was their 42, game. Yeah. And so they would come over and play. But outside of that, like the only interaction my parents ever really had that involved going out was my parents bowled in the league. Bowling, yeah. um, so I spent a lot of time in a bowling alley. A lot of time in a bowling yeah, alley, like a lot, a lot of showers. Yeah, to the yeah, <laughs> yeah. I spent a lot of time in bowling alleys. Um, to the point where, like, I mean, their leagues would go until like eleven, twelve o'clock at night on a Jeez. school night, and I would spend like they would take, and my dad would take a pair of shoes, like his pair of shoes, tie two chairs together, and I just passed right out. I just want to sleep. You were just—you I mean, were the bowling yeah. baby. I, I was. I, baby. I, it was like being in a playpen, yeah. and yeah. I was just kind of there. But your parents <laughs> took you with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the thing. Yeah, I mean, for the yeah. most part. Because like, even though my sister's seven years older than I am, it was a very like they wouldn't leave me home with her. She'd probably kill me. <laughs> she she was an only child for seven years. So by the time you know she got up old enough to be able to watch me, it was like eh, yeah no no. You yeah. stay home, we'll take her. Right. <laughs> the parenting culture has changed so much. And we're all in our 30s, and I think you're the oldest, and I'm probably next in line. I'm not sure how old you are. 34. Okay. All right. Well, I'm next in we're, line. And yeah, she's, she's the young. She's a baby. She's a 33 year old. Well, I'm still 33, yeah. but okay. yeah, almost yeah, right. 34. All right. So we got the two babies here. But yeah. no, but our parenting culture has changed so much. You know, and when we were growing up in the 80s, it was so much different. Waiting. You know, and our parents would, they would yank us and take us wherever they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And you went. And, and you went. You went. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, uh, if they wanted to leave you home, they left you home. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, it was definitely, uh, it was, uh, it was an adventure growing up with my parents because it, like I said, um, your parents were very social. They partied a lot. They were very social people and they had a lot of friends that just loved them. They just I, absolutely I, love my parents. I like that though. Yeah, I, I mean, I I want to be that parent. Yeah, I, I want to be social. Yeah, and exactly. I, and my family unit is so big, and I mean, we just we party, we play guitars all the time, and we get together at you know events, and obviously, you know, when you're creating a family and stuff mm-hmm. like that, um, you get separated from it. Yeah. But every once in a while, we all get together, and it's a big event. Gotcha. That's cool. That's awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is our. Uh, section of the show where we do dad jokes. I know some of you guys had liked them uh, from the first episode that we did. So this is going to be a section dedicated to just dad jokes. Uh, I'll have about three three to four jokes that I'll spit out and see what you guys think. Uh, today I still have with me Marie, my wife, uh, stylist, and Rusty. And uh, let's go right in the first joke. Uh, did you know that alligators can grow up to 15 feet? But most have four. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that one. And then, uh, let's see. There's another one that I had here. Oh, yeah. Want to hear a joke about paper? I do. Never mind. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Stylus actually sent me one that I've already known about for a while, but it was pretty funny. Uh, here, let me see. Here it is. Uh, what did the buffalo say to his son when he left for college? 
Bye, son. Bye, son. <laughs> you mind if I interject? One? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, and this is a joke for you. Right. I, I want you to see if you get it. But, okay. Uh, what would uh, our country be called if everybody drove pink cars? What would it be called? A pink car nation. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you got any jokes, stylist? Y'all keep going. No, all right. So that's that's gonna, that's our dad jokes section uh, portion of the show. So thank you for that. So that wraps up another episode of Good Parent and Bad Parent. Thank you all for listening to this episode. Please feel free to visit us and like us on Facebook under the same name, Good Parent and Bad Parent. Also, let us know what you think of the show by either a post or a review. I'd also like to mention, if there's a topic you'd like for us to talk about on the show, just PM us a question and we'll mention you on the next podcast and get to your question. You all have a great week and try not to kill your kids.